What's going on? Welcome to the Power 5 Podcast. This is the podcast where we take a topic and we rank it. And this week, we are ranking the cringiest rock bands of all time. My name is Kevin. Colin's up in Boston waiting out a rain delay against the Braves right now. But we've got Todd and Christian in the house this episode. Fellas, you ready to talk about some cringe rock bands? Todd, I know you said you're having a little bit of trouble this week. Man, this might be the worst list ever for me. I don't know. Uh, one, you know I'm not a big rock guy. Right. I'm more of a rap. A little rock guy. guy. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> right. Shout yeah. out to Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. Shout out. <laughs> but uh, man, I, I really yeah. did struggle, struggle with this. I struggled with narrowing down the criteria, struggled with, you know, who to put on the list. But, you know, I, I think I got some creative takes here. Well, Kevin, I unlike Todd, this was so easy for me. I didn't even have to go to my local Tri-City Lanes bowling alley. Shout out to Easley's Finest Smokehouse. Cigarette City, I, baby. Shout out. <laughs> that's where I used to pour chili cheese in the holes before I stick my fingers in there, dip the fries in, and then go play one of these tunes from one of these amazing bands uh, to really get my strike zone going. And then I roll a three-bagger, maybe a four-bagger, maybe a turkey. I don't know if there's time. We'll see. But I'm excited tonight. Excited because I think some of these bands, they might be good to some people, but they're cringe to me. Oh. So I hope I shock the world tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I think they're definitely going to be some people's favorite bands based on Spotify monthly listeners that I check out. On, yes, uh, all, all of them. <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Todd, listen, buddy, I've got about 25 possible bands that I could throw on my cringiest band. So if you need any help, you just text me and I'll send you one and you can just talk about it because I guarantee you it's going to be it's going to be pretty cringy in, sure. in my opinion. Well, guys, we've also got a special guest with us this episode. Once again, man, we've got Wes Blankenship of GoCoffeeTown.com and Dogs HQ. Wes, thanks for joining us this week. Yeah. How many, uh, how do y'all rank the members of the show? Who's number five through one? <laughs> oh, dang. That's a tough call. I mean, we're Colin all pretty is definitely number five. So. Yeah, I would say Colin, <laughs> due to his recent absence, is even though we don't even have five people, he would be number right. five. He would probably also be number four. And then it's a toss up. I mean, the three of us are so solid. I don't know. I don't know. We may go unranked, honestly. Roy Philpott and James Nitties, Pinion, West Blankenship, they're all going to tie up there as number one, right? Uh, That's right. I love it. Yeah, I'm uh I'm glad to be on and it's a great concept for a show. And I'm excited to hear what everyone else's rankings are. Thought about mine pretty hard today. Texted some of my buddies and I'll I'll let y'all set it up so we can knock them down, but I'm fired up. Yeah, hey, that sounds good. First, though, man, tell us a little bit about GoCoffeeTown.com. I've seen some of the stuff that you guys post. I think it's a pretty solid website. So GoCoffeeTown.com is a website where I share all of the high school sports stories that people love to read or listen to or learn about. And it's just me. It's kind of a passion project on the side from my main source of income, which is dogshq.com, which covers Georgia football for On3. And uh, if you're not familiar with On3 yet, you probably will be in a couple years. It is founded by the same founder, Shannon Terry, who started Rivals in 24-7 Sports. And this one's kind of the same flavor, but it's doing some different things and just expanding that brand and that industry 
into the frontier of NIL and the transfer portal. So that's a lot of fun to try to keep up with that and also cover the back-to-back national championship winning team, uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, which is great fun as someone who went to school there and graduated from there. And now I'm just trying to manage all the expectations of all the crazy Georgia fans who have only experienced good things for most of the past two years. So that's what I do most of the time. GoCoffeeTown.com. That started a couple years ago, uh, the idea for it, when I made some kind of like short skit related videos based on a fictional character who is a high school football radio announcer for a high school football team called Coffee Town. And if you've heard local high school sports teams on the radio, you kind of already have an idea in your head of what that sounds like. And for me, it was just kind of a way to uh, tip my cap to the people I grew up listening to. And in my career, where, you know, for most of the past decade, I covered local sports for the NBC station in Atlanta, the CBS station in Macon. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of big assignments in there covering the Falcons, Georgia football, Atlanta United, the Braves, all that good stuff. But the bread and butter of any local sports station, no matter what market you're in, at least in the Southeast, is covering high school football. It's just my way to pay homage to those experiences, but I do it with a little bit of comedy mixed in, a little bit of humor, and just kind of lovingly make fun of what that experience sounds like, Where whether it's you know, hearing seven different sponsorships throughout the game. You know, the 20-yard line is brought to you by Kevin's Queso. That's the kind of thing you'd hear. I've started writing some stories, whether they're fictional stories that are kind of short stories based on that football team or finding true stories out in the wild from, you know, Austin Riley. I did a story about how he was a great high school punter the other day. I just wrote that and found some old highlights of him and coming up this fall, be interviewing uh, at least one person each week, whether they're an athlete, uh, someone in the media, celebrity, and talking to them about their high school sports experience. Kind of kind of like the hot ones model where you bring people together over a specific thing, but instead of hot wings for my show, it'll be high school football. So that's everything I got going on, whether it's college like football it. or high school football. Uh, you can pretty much find me being pretty excited this time of year. I love those local uh, high school football sponsors. You know, tonight's lost fumble is sponsored by Rogers Fencing Company. Keep those coyotes out of your front yard with Rogers Fence. <laughs> yeah, I, I had one on there that was that field goal brought to you by Jones Homes and Jones Funeral Home. When you're ready to send a loved one through the goalpost of life, call Jones Homes and Jones. So. <laughs> Like well, that's stuff amazing. Like that, but that's poetry right there. I love yeah, that. it is. That's it's amazing. Pretty poetic. Todd, I, fe- Todd, I feel like you got to jump in and tell them a little bit about some North Cobb football. I mean, West, you know a little bit about that because oh, I've been Todd's to quite a few games in North Cobb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great we have program. we have a lot of that. We've got man. They sell a sponsorship for it, literally everything: first down, third down, timeouts, yep. penalties. You know everything. We're trying to monetize it all. Take care of yeah, why not, man? You got the correctional facility sponsoring the chain gang down there. Right. Yeah, yeah. Our police department uh, sponsors the penalties for sure. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that's perfect, man. Well, we're happy to have you tonight. This is something that you and I kind of talked about. I know you listen to country music because wanted to do a music episode. We're kind of due for it. We've already done some ranking of, of country music. Honestly, we should have found something country music tonight just so Colin could have missed it because he listens primarily to country music only. But man, we settled in on cringiest rock bands. I think this could be funny. I kind of went off the grid a little bit tonight, fellas, to try to avoid some bands that I feel like may show up on some lists, but we'll see. Christian, you ready to get started, buddy? I'm ready. Let's do this thing, guys. All right. Here we go. Number five. All right, guys. We're talking our top five cringiest rock bands tonight. And uh, guys, I'm going to set this thing up here with my criteria. So we're talking cringy, right? So we got to look up the old Merriam-Webster definition of cringy here for you guys. And that is causing feelings of acute embarrassment or awkwardness, which I feel when I'm listening to any one of these rock bands. So it's got to take me to that place of this is awkward. This is embarrassing. Uh, this is something you would probably only hear at your local bowling alley, maybe an Applebee's bar and grill something of that nature. So it's it's one of these bands that they might actually have good songs. You might find yourself like, that's a good song, but I'm never going to tell anybody that because it's really embarrassing. It's really awkward. Their front man probably has to be really ugly, awkward, embarrassing as well. And there's just got to be something about them that that puts them in this category for me personally. And again, so no disrespect to these artists tonight or ultimate disrespect, maybe. I don't care. But let's go with our number five here, guys. And I think this one might be the most off the grid, as we like to say. And I don't know. I feel like I might offend some people with this one. This isn't going to be one of those just old throw it out there names you think of. This might be a legendary band, guys. And that's none other than Aerosmith. Okay, I don't know oh, if you're wow. even thinking about this, <laughs> oh. but Steven Tyler, okay, one of the cringiest looking scarecrow people in the world. Now, now listen, oh. in the 90s, Alicia Silverstone, all the stuff that he made famous about MTV. I grew up listening to it, of course. And sure, there are some mad hits out there, but you got to be honest, guys. When he dropped the Armageddon song, I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep. Because I miss you, man. Shout out to Kyle. I, I just Shout feel out. like that, to me, just put them on the cringe map. And when you think about it, I mean, there are songs like Pink. I mean, very awkward songs that they did. And if you think about the guy himself, Steven Tyler, I mean, sure, he's a legendary voice, legendary guitar player. But there are videos of him just, he's creepy. Creepy dude on stage, things he's done with fans. Uh, guys, when I think of the voice, the shrill voice of Steven Tyler, ah, ah, all I think of is how cringy they were. <laughs> Successful, maybe. But to me, deserves a spot in the Cringe Hall of Fame. Coming in at number five, ladies and gentlemen, it's Aerosmith. Mm, mm. Man, I was I not didn't expecting see that. that and uh it kind of hurts <laughs> did that hurt bit. did that sting I, I, a little bit yeah it does it does <laughs> I, you know now that fast. you talk about it maybe they are a little it's crazy a little but bit, i like them right? i enjoy but that's them. okay it's okay to like them but you can still admit that's right. there's that's right. dude what about dude looks like a lady <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean like listen i'm not gonna say i didn't nod my head and and grow up to this music but now that i'm thinking about it i'm like <laughs> kind of cringe so again my criteria my list i did what i did fellas fair enough all right. fair enough i all like right. it let, let's so, off the let grid. that simmer let man, that simmer man it's simmering it's simmering <laughs> all right wes what you got if i what's your all criteria? right it's my turn yes sir yes 
All right, number five. I'll go. Man, I had a list, and then you kind of made me think about it. <laughs> number Ooh, five. Wow. I'll go. I'll go the Rolling Stones. Oh, whoa! Okay. How about that? And I will say that it's not the all-time Rolling Stones. It's the Stones right now that are still trying to go out and tour. <laughs> while Mick Jagger is. I, that might be a body double or some sort of like a big puppet, like a marionette or something, getting him up on the stage right now. I can't believe they're still doing it. And a lot of people are impressed by this. I don't know when their last tour was, but they've been doing it for a long time. I love all the classics and I'll listen to the original classics when they actually made them. But I'll say the Rolling Stones right now in 20. 23 the year of our lord or whenever the last time they perform live that's my number five they are too old they're too old to be out there and i'm not impressed i'm worried about them i'm concerned so when you use your definition of feeling embarrassed or awkward i feel i feel embarrassed for them i feel awkward and worry if they're going to be all right so they're my number five Wow, well, he is eighty years old, by the way. So if he has toured wow. in the past ten years, I would be shocked. I mean, Kevin and I went and saw Red Hot Chili Peppers a year ago in Charlotte. Anthony Kiedis is sixty now. Shout out! But he looks like he's twenty-five. Rock hard abs. I mean, he yep. he was stood up more than I did at the show, right? Like, I mean, I'm sitting here like getting winded, walking up the steps, Bank of America, and this guy's out here freaking. Hasn't had a carb since 2004. I yeah, mean, but he keeps I, having all these kids. I'm like, it, man, you crazy. gotta be at home <laughs> right. taking care of your right. little he's, ones, man. You gotta be right. putting he's, on he's bed following game. after Robert De Niro or Al Pacino, both of them. Those yeah, guys they're, are they're in a little competition Wah! right now. Hey, I'll tell you this, Wes. <laughs> I like the pick. While, while I do like the pick, I like it very much. If you go out and you search for a clip of Phil Collins right now, what the Rolling Stones are no. doing probably <laughs> will actually impress you because poor Phil. Poor Phil needs to hang it up, man. Something, something serious. Phil Collins could be at Chuck E. Cheese oh. right now on stage with the big purple guy. Like, there's uh, property. I'll say this: there's, <laughs> there's never, there's never been a song. There's never been a song so perfectly uh, well-meaning now as "I Can't Dance, I Can't Sing." Uh, as I can't. Phil Collins when he says it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, wow. he just he just wants to go one more night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love the call, man. That's great, man. There's some big fish off the board, and actually, uh, you know, not no pun intended, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So wait, now that those picks are off the board, does that mean no one else can use them? Oh no, no, no. no. Okay, that would only be in a draft style. Yeah, correct. Repeats are yeah. If there's a repeat, really, we feel like it. It's uh, an exceptional choice because that just kind of yep. shows the yeah. the validity of how cringe or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. validity. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll jump in here with my number five. So my criteria, man. One of the things that I don't really love is like bands that have a gimmick or a stick, if you will, like something that they do. Like you know, I just want the music, right? And so that's kind of the vein which I picked mine. Like I said, I had a lot of lot of challenge with trying to pick this list. And I'll just jump right into my number five. I'm actually not sure if they're rap. I think they're more rap rock, I think is the way they would describe themselves. Uh, I'm going to go with Insane Clown Posse. 
uh man just the like it's a mixture of rap rock hor- something called horrorcore whatever that is uh you got violent <laughs> j and shaggy two dope uh on psychopathic records you know from 1989 i didn't realize it was that they were that old or that far far back but they do have two platinum five gold albums but man i just don't i just can't vibe with like the face paint like all that you know it's just it's just too much for me so insane clown posse for me at number five todd you're not a juggalo dude no, I really thought <laughs> no, you were no. one of their followers, a juggalo. Uh, you know, how do I know that it was on an episode of Workaholics? I really never right. listened to their stuff. But I will say, you know, who is a fan, Kevin, of the Insane Clown Posse? And that's our Colin. favorite clown, Art. Art the <laughs> oh, clown. yes. <laughs> Art Shout the out clown. to Terrifier. Terrifier Shout 3 out. coming soon. Hey, that's exactly what I was going to say to Todd. Todd, beware. That's Art's favorite band. <laughs> uh, how's it go, Christian? Shout out to Colin. Shout out. All right, listen, all good picks so far. Wasn't expecting to hear Rolling Stones tonight or Aerosmith. Not surprised to see the Insane Clown Posse. Todd, every now and then you'll actually see an Insane Clown Posse t-shirt show up at the middle school. So I I couldn't tell you a single song by them. However, I I know I have heard them at some point in time. But here we go, guys. First of all, was was talking to my boss today and i asked him you know the same question what's the cringiest band you can think of and his answer was the dead milkman has anybody ever heard of the dead milkman wait that sounds familiar but i don't know i couldn't tell you anything about no but if the guy doesn't deliver my two percent anytime now he's gonna be one you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i'd never heard of them either but they they rip off some doors lyrics but really it's more of like a weird band like um like primus or something like that christian i know you know some oh yeah shout out to primus Primus. absolutely shout out out to the bloodhound gang yeah that too (laughs) ask my wife the first thing off the top of my head my wife was the nine inch nails considering that i used to have quite a deep affection for the nine inch nails i was like you know i get it and i understand it and they are kind of weird and creepy especially with that electronic rock or whatever you want to call them but uh she she said the nine inch nails and i would like to give an honorary number five of all like hardcore metal that where you can't understand you know all right all of those all of those bands make me cringe but i can't really name very many of them and all of these bands guys actually have a personal memory or association with so i don't know that they're the most cringiest bands out there but um here we go without further ado guys number five we got the flaming lips anybody know anything about the flaming lips i feel like it's like an indie rock that christian would be into yeah, I remember one time, one summer, you know, she seemed like a nice girl. Um, <laughs> so the flaming, the flaming lips doing a little research on this. I had no idea that they've been around since 1983, formed in 1983. So uh, a, a very old band at this point, right? They're still going strong, like 40 years or so. And they had this song come out. I think it was 93, 94 calls called uh, She Don't Use Jelly. All right, and it was one of the most weird, cringiest videos I've ever seen. The lead singer, can't remember what his name is, but he's got red hair, and he's talking about she's cooking breakfast, and he's like, she don't use butter, she don't use cheese, she don't use jelly, she uses Vaseline. And then he goes on to talk about how she sings, (laughs) she uses Vaseline on her toast, man. So number five, the flaming lips. Look them up. I'm not sure about that, Kevin. We might need to cut that one out. Yeah, right. 
Uh, the Flaming Lips. I feel like I should know them. I like I've heard of them. I feel like if you played me a song, I'd probably know it. Not sure if the Jelly song's on there, but <laughs> Strawberry. I guess Shout they're a classic, uh, classic jam band, so to speak. No, nah, man, that's, that's a good pick. <laughs> exactly. Let me pick that one up there. Honestly, I, I, didn't, I, didn't I didn't run across that. that on any list today when I was doing some research. She, not she, uh, surprisingly, they've won three Grammy Awards and they are listed as psychedelic rock. I feel like you see t-shirts of people wearing it, right? Like it's got to be a good band. You know, like when you say the Flaming Lips, I say the Strokes, right? We could just keep going all night long. Just say random bands. Tons of, tons of bands like that. Yes. Right. Right. And they all sound the same. (laughs) Right. I'm, I'm sure. Weird. Exactly. Psychedelic, if you will. Good pick, Kevin. Off the grid as well. I love that. That's what I love about this. Let's get into number four. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to keep this train going. And uh, speaking of trains, I've once taken a train to New York City where I feel like this band probably got its origin. I feel like this was a huge band back in the 60s. I'm sure some of our parents maybe even grew up to this group out of New York City. I think just like we've talked a little bit about the Rolling Stones, you know, when you get to a certain age, wearing these kind of masks and these get-ups is just a little bit creepy if it's not Halloween, especially when you're 73 years old, like Mr. Gene Simmons of the band Kiss. And guys, I don't know about y'all, but just the whole shtick. I mean, I didn't, I was born in 86, right? And so I don't, I didn't grow up on Kiss. I think rock and roll all night and part of every day because I got errands. That's the only song that I've heard. I think I've probably heard others. Never got into Kiss. Actually don't like the whole shtick with the whole costumes and the the big tongue sticking out there. Colin, shout out. Uh, Just not a fan. Like, to be honest with you, Gene Simmons calls himself the demon. So, you know, all the people that are like, rock and roll's the devil. Maybe they are. And maybe they were, especially in the 70s. You know, Elvis, when he started moving his hips, you know, women would faint, you know, and that was the devil. And then it was Gene Simmons. Blah, blah, blah. And now, I mean, name me a rock. I mean, I don't think Hanson was swooning anyone that big in the late 90s, right? I mean, I don't think bands these days are really in that business. They're just here to make good music. But to me, when I was thinking about like cringe and thinking about like get-ups and costumes, I mean, you think the Kings of Leon are going to put on, you know, little demon masks and get up there and play the guitar like this isn't slipknot guys and they're okay but coming at number four for me guys it's kiss wow that's uh that's a lot of talent right there that's a lot of platinum (laughs) platinum hits i mean i'm taking shots man i'm taking shots yeah early and often i'm sorry go go ahead uh puddle of mud oh yes love the call you know, a lot of a lot of the bands on my list are kind of of this alt rock era, so I've definitely got this bingo corner covered. So Puddle of Mud is mine, and that was that was my original number five. But then you kind of surprised me you were there with Aerosmith, so it made me rethink some things. So Puddle of Mud just kind of got bumped up to number four, and we'll see what happens throughout the rest of this list, but. That was a very distinct time in my life. A lot of these bands kind of playing on 96 Rock. And it fits the bill for me of kind of being embarrassed, but at the same time, me and my buddies listen to a lot of these bands and kind of ironically like them or make fun of them, but we're definitely not skipping the song. 
because we know all the words. So right. like Blurry is one of those songs oh. for Puddle of Mud, one of their big hits. Blurry is an amazing mm-hmm. song. I, I agree, hands down. Yeah. But me. when you say like, but she hates mud, me, it's cringe. <laughs> you can't go out there and say I'm a big Puddle of Mud fan. You know, you can't, you can't. unironically you can't wear that. a Puddle of Mud T-shirt unless you're like going to the gym or doing some yard work or something. So Puddle of Mud's my number four. Now, now that is a band that to me, when when we said cringe bands. It came up like I just started spouting out 20 to my wife. And then she was like, oh, no, like, no, like blurry like that. You like that song. Yeah, you're right, babe. I do like that song. But we can't say that. Okay, we can't because they're cringy because they came in that era. What was it like the late 2000s ish? Maybe like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. yeah, Okay, something like that. But they kept trying to put albums out through the late 2000s and then they really failed. But I think the thing is. So yes, th- like we have a station 93.3 the planet. Those were these bands that were rotated there heavily. And now I think, you know, alternative music, nah, that's like Fallout Boy and like Young the Giant and all that. So like this genre now, like I don't even know where you put them. Like they had a specific place and time. And it's like now I think they're just lost somewhere on a channel nobody listens to. But I love the pick. That was definitely on a long list of mine and I think the rest of mine are probably going to fall more in line with that. I yeah. like it. All right, cool. I can't wait to hear them. That's great. That's great. Number four for me, one of the things I realized is I, I have a lot of bands on here that go like back into the 80s and the 70s, you know, and, and a lot of a lot of older bands. But this is a band I actually love, 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 love a lot of the earlier stuff. So it kind of hurt me a little bit to put them on here, but I'm going to go you 2 at number four here. Man, it doesn't get any better than Ooh. like still haven't found what i'm looking for with or without you where the streets have no name like those joshua tree come on but but the the tipping point came though when they forced themselves on us in 2014 right remember when everybody they downloaded it to itunes without asking i didn't right right yeah yeah we didn't want that and and, uh man uh songs of innocence uh and so that kind of gimmick right i feel like you know to me just didn't sit well and i just haven't really enjoyed anything from them lately uh but a lot of that early stuff i do love but uh that 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 uh that trick in 2014 puts them on my list at number four wow that's a that's great call wild. yeah i know that that backfired on them but i can't believe more artists don't try that with other products these days like hey you just bought a silverado here's uh morgan wallen cd already in the cd holder you know? <laughs> right yeah exactly now you're talking collins language silverados and morgan wall yeah <laughs> he's not even here P's i like and the strategy the <laughs> <laughs> listen listen what i will say about that though todd is when i was doing my research and i saw that i was like what i was like you're gonna put a, a band like you two a, a front man like bono on here man like so many hits and and then i was like yeah you're right you know a band that kind of kept going too long you know, like right. they had tons and tons of hits, but like to me, they're a 90s band. Some people would say they're an 80s band, but I like past that, they might have had a few hits. But and I've gone back and listened to some of their like mid 2000s albums and stuff, too, recently, just to kind of give them a, a whirl. But yeah, man, you're right. I love that pick, man. We're taking shots to the big boys. All right. Here we go, guys. Coming in at number four, we're logged in to some of that puddle of mud era bands like you mentioned wes guys i don't know if you remember this band it's they they got established back in 92 actually had 12 singles all right i only heard like two or three of them but they get an interesting name seven mary three okay seven mary three 
big song called Cumbersome. I remember this was yes. in the this was in the era of when music videos were tremendous, and I remember seeing them, which they got put together at William and Mary, and in, in Virginia, and it's weird. They're like singing Cumbersome, right? With this like yarl. I think I, I is is what that growl, raspy '90s rock voice sounds like they got this like yarl but the video is taking place almost in like this country music honky tonk and i don't know i just wasn't feeling it wasn't believing it i i feel like whoever the the lead singer is um which they broke up back in 2012 but whoever the lead singer is it was almost like oh i hear these guys making this sound oh i can do that too and play a couple chords on my guitar and get going with it maybe that's what they did but super cringe for me that's always a skip anytime i'm listening to um, any kind of '90s rock play playlist, and that one comes on. I'm I'm skipping it. I can't stand it. Seven Mary Three, cringe number. Four. No, 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 Kevin. No, no. He no. told me to lie. That <laughs> should be on the one hit wonders list. If I make yeah, it a '90s rock and, list, uh, that's going on there. And who is that? What was the other song doctors. that was like that? Oh, there you go. Little spin doctors. Yeah, I saw them Won't on lots you of lists. Call me flowers. That's what I said. So, so the thing with you know, with two bands like that, and I don't know if Spin Doctors made anyone else's list. It didn't. It didn't make mine. No. But it's it's almost like, do I like these songs because I grew up and I heard them and I'm nostalgic about them, or do I actually like how they sound? And I don't think I'll ever actually know the truth. So, like, <laughs> with Seven Mary Three, I've heard that song and I wouldn't skip it if I was listening to like '90s rock playlist or whatever early 2000s and i heard that song i wouldn't skip it because i'd be like oh yeah that reminds me of you know whatever 1997 or whenever it came out so that's hard it's hard to distinguish some of these between quality and just looking back through through the through the to your glory days kind of thing uh absolutely and you know we're a big 90s rock podcast here you know kevin is diehard pearl jam follows them on tour every year like i think of a band like gin blossoms okay not on my list but hey jealousy like i was singing that all night and i was like i can't put them on this list because they had a, a place in time where they fit like i don't want to hear them like now putting out music but i want to go back and listen to every one of those songs that sounded exactly the same that i had the cassette single when i was listening to them back in the early 90s on my boom box so love it hey kevin that it's your list and uh i think Part of this is what's funny is Seven Mary Three is what I call a Beavis and Butthead band. It's like you would probably see that music video on an episode of Beavis and Butthead, which means they're absolutely cringeworthy. So I love with that. a war mask. War. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> love it. All right, guys. Number three. All right, guys. So now we're into the top three. Okay. I took some shots at some big name bands to get them out on the list. Now I think I'm really going to start getting into those that you probably would start thinking about, but, but maybe not just yet. Maybe that's two and one at number three teenage or, you know, preteen Christian is probably going to slap me for this pick because there's one album that came out back in 1999. Okay. I was 13 years old. Yes. I had the red New York Yankees hat. Yes. I was a fan of Mr. Fred Durst. But guys, it is none other than Limp Biscuit. If you remember that album, Significant Other, you know, Nookie, Rearranged, In Together Now with, with Method Man. Oh my gosh, what a collab with Wu-Tang. 
break stuff. I mean, that whole album was hit after hit after hit. Even after that, the hot dog flavored water, chocolate starfish of the hot dog flavored water, rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah. You know, there was a time and place where you just wanted to put on a hockey mask and pour gasoline on everything. And that's just what you did as a, as a teenager here in South Carolina. And uh, I feel like this music was kind of the soundtrack back then, like in my middle school days and stuff. But I don't know if y'all have seen a picture of Mr. Fred Nurse lately. Homeboy's got like a massive beard and he just looks very homeless. And uh, I just feel like, you know, this isn't a band that I'm still listening to today. I don't know if those songs track today. I mean, maybe if like I'm in a gym, like really going hard and, you know, rolling the Urban Assault Vehicle remix comes on with Redman and DMX, like that'll get me pumped. Um, but I think back and again, another one of those bands that, you know, it's a little bit cringy. It fit the time and place, not rocking out to him today. So, guys, it's Limp Biscuit. It's Fred Durst coming in at number three. I expected to hear uh, Limp Biscuit on this show for sure. That's a no-brainer for a lot of people's top lists. For me, in the Dale Earnhardt spot at number three, I've got Hinder. Shout out. Just based <laughs> off of yeah. Lips of an Angel. I don't care. Uh, they could have won Grammy after Grammy after Grammy. But Lips of an Angel is, I don't think there's a debate. It's one of the worst songs ever made. Oh, right? yeah. It's terrible. I, I liked the second single better than me, like deep down. Like I would play that on a Waffle House jukebox. But that album, I remember the cover of this lady in some skimpy red bikini or shirt. I don't know. I was just like, this is ultimate cringe. Like, this is like, I'm not going to say the band that they followed because they're probably coming up later, but they definitely fit that cringe genre. They are on my short list here. And honestly, I just didn't want to give them any credibility, but I'm glad you did, Wes, because they deserve to be on here. <laughs> but that's how they bad they do that exist. Song they is, are man. a band. They, they do exist. It's, it's just. You know, the the one lyric, it isn't hard to be faithful to the lips of an angel. You know, what if she what if she didn't have lips of an angel? Would you not be faithful at that point? There are a lot of edits and revisions that could have gone on in the writer's room, but I think they really just went with the first thing they put down, and it really, really is difficult when it hits your ears. Yeah, once it hits the lips, it's so good. I, I wonder if they did write their music or if Drake wrote it, you know, like Ghostwriter or something like that. <laughs> Drake. <laughs> That's great. That's a good call. I didn't even consider Hinder, but that is is worthy of a top five. I didn't even think about it. Man, I hated that song. I didn't think about them either. And Such it's, trash. It's horrendous. Uh, I'm going to go number three. This is our first repeat, I think, of the, of the show. I'm going to go Kiss at number three. Man, just not, yes. not feeling the mask. I know people, you know, I, I was looking at the some of the stuff written about them, you know, and people were calling them one of the greatest rock bands ever. So that kind of makes it weird that it's on this list, right? And there's some songs that I definitely enjoy by them, but the makeup gimmick is just weird, right? It's just weird, you know, with the shoulder pads and, you know, the spikes and all that stuff. And yeah, they look like Georgia fans, no offense. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Georgia and then look like Kiss. Yeah, and then exactly. also you got the, uh, <laughs> you know, you got fire breathing, blood spitting, you know, levitating drum kits, like all just all the gimmicks, right? I just, I'm just not a fan. Well, I guess you haven't been to a Blink-182 show, Todd, because I just <laughs> went last Friday night. Travis Barker, your girl, you know, Kardashian, husband, they, they right. put him up in the drums. We did have some fireworks going off. Uh, we did have some poop jokes. Uh, definitely not on the level of Kiss, but uh, I feel you there. I feel you. 
I did say see this. Uh, I think their last show is in December, supposedly. You know, they're still yeah, they're still out there. We go in. Hey, let's do it. <laughs> hey, let's let's take a trip. I will I say this. I too. would buy a ticket. I would go if somebody if I got a hookup on a ticket, but I wouldn't buy one for sure. For sure, yeah. Todd's got you, bro. I'll say this: there may or may not be pictures of me dressed up like Gene Simmons one year for Christmas. Prove I'll it. Floating around somewhere in the internet. Hold on. Oh, sorry, Christmas. sorry. It's Halloween. Dress Halloween. <laughs> Definitely not Christmas. That's it. Santa Simmons. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's good, man. Hey, so our second repeat of the night, guys. We're gonna take Wes's number four pick, and it, coming in at number three for me is Puddle of Mud as well. Listen, I didn't realize they put out six albums. Did you know this, that Wes Scantlin, their lead singer, he is the only surviving founding member of, of Puddle of Mud. Everybody else has come and gone. Listen, they got booed off stage here recently in, in Ohio. Well, I wouldn't say recently, like five years ago or something in Ohio, because apparently Scantlin, their their lead singer, likes to lip sync during – concerts quite a bit and apparently he he had a little hissy fit starts threatening the fans throws a microphone just has an absolute fit because they start booing him because he's he's lip syncing and i'm like well buddy that's what you get you know if you're going to do something like that and they actually have a little bit of a limp biscuit connection apparently fred durst or is rumored to have written some of puddle of mud songs even though puddle of mud denies any of that but guys number three puddle of mud can't stand them cringe yeah can't blame you there you know what's funny is remember when we did our bottom five breakfast sandwiches limp biscuit made that list too right Kev? <laughs> <laughs> that's right with floppy bacon <laughs> that's right that's right all right well guys we've we've done our top three you know what time it is now it's time for the halftime hot seat that's, that's when we do two minutes rapid fire for our guest mr west blankenship todd you are off the hot seat tonight i know you're Man, excited I'm getting rusty. about that you are rusty wow. rusty nail over here uh <laughs> kevin is going to here. ask you that's right it's getting hot 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 it's getting hot so i'm going to set my timer on my phone here for two minutes you just say the first thing that comes to mind okay so don't all right if he asks you to say something or if he asks you to make a noise don't be don't be scared this is all part of the program uh this is all normal okay we've done this thing before kevin I got two minutes on the clock. Are you ready, sir? Wes, you ready? Let's go, brother. Let's this go. Is just ready me answering questions. This is just you answering questions it, straight for two can. minutes. Three, two, one, go. All right. Do aliens exist? No. Okay. What is your favorite fruit? A banana. Oh, gosh. Anyways, uh, if Georgia doesn't win the national championship this year, who will? Alabama. Favorite country singer? Alan Jackson. What's your order at Chick-fil-A? Uh, number one, spicy, large combo, fries, and uh, unsweet tea. Oh, unsweet. Will the Braves win the World Series this year? Yes. Your favorite college football announcer? Larry Munson. Say a word in Spanish. Hola. Your favorite animal? A dog. Are books overrated? No. <laughs> Have you seen the Barbie movie? No. Who's winning the next presidential election? Uh, <laughs> I don't even know who's running. <laughs> who's, who's your celebrity crush? Celebrity crush is the pink Power Ranger. 
Oh, yes. On a, on a scale of one, on a scale of one to ten, where does Myrtle rank, Myrtle Beach fall? Uh, scale of one to ten is is a, a seven. Okay, how about that rookie score seven point Do you like comic books? Oh, I thought you said it was a scale of one to seven. Sorry, <laughs> I had to work. Uh, do you do like, I comic, like books? comic books? I like the comic books that I have from when I was a kid. Okay. What is the best Debbie cake? I'm sorry? Best Debbie cake. Oh, the best Debbie cake is uh, zebra cake. The f- Your favorite NFL helmet? The, like, modern day or ever? Any, ever. The, uh, the black Falcons helmet with the, with the original bird. Yes, okay. one more, one more. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, what are your thoughts on George Jones? You can drive the hell out of a John Deere. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Way to go, Wes. Hey, I got a survived. bonus question. Can, oh, I, get a, bonus can question. I get a bonus, bonus question alert. real quick? Hey, all right, all right. All right. What, what sound does a donkey make? <laughs> uh, what did I? <laughs> <laughs> You calling me a jackass, Kevin? That's it, man. All right. Well done. Good job, man. Love it. Love it. Great job. All right. Sounds good, guys. Back into the countdown at number two. All right, guys. So coming in at number two, uh, to be honest with you, you know, this is probably most people's number one. I didn't want to give it the honor of number one. And again, uh, this is a Canadian band, so to speak. They formed in 1995 and they been around for quite some time guys they are pretty much the band that when you say cringe this is the band that comes up but they've had a lot of successful albums a lot of successful singles i'm not even here to say that they're all terrible but they are the definition of cringe guys i mean hey hey you want to be a rock star kevin it is nickelback i had to do it i feel like somebody some of y'all probably don't want to do it, but I think you have to do it. I mean, Photograph, Far Away, there's some songs that are not terrible. But all in all, Chad Kroger is the picture of cringe, right? I mean, when you look at this guy with his blonde highlights and his failed relationship with Avril Lavigne, shout out. Uh, I mean, what do you call these guys? Like, some people call them post-grunge. Some people call them alternative metal. I mean, I don't really know what you call them, guys. I just know that when you think cringe... When you said we were ranking the first band that came to mind that I didn't give them credit for, because I don't want them to be number one, it's Nickelback coming in at number two. Thoughts, feelings, concerns? Uh, well, two two thoughts here. First of all, I remember when Nickelback, I guess, first got some notoriety, right? Early 2000s. I was at Clemson. I remember talking to my mom. She's like, have you heard that song by Nickelback? And at the time, I never I made it any. as a blind man. Yeah, yeah. This is how you remind me, I think. And I had not heard Nickelback, never heard of him, not heard that song. I don't know what I was listening to at that time, but it, it certainly was. Jars of that. Clay. Probably, <laughs> probably. Shout out. Um, but shout anyways, out. Shane and Shane. Dan and Shay. There we go. <laughs> but man never liked them never really listened to them but you see them come up all over the place and yeah definitely cringeworthy i didn't want to go with them tonight because it was it was chalky but yeah nickelback i mean you knew it was coming yeah i mean i thought about that too like but i then i thought you know christian give the people what they want they want clips 
of Nickelback, Kevin. So you will be receiving <laughs> Nickelback clips. What's that first song? Never made it. Never made it as a wise man. Never made it as a poor man's dealing. Never made it as Colin. He's at the ball game pouring down rain, and this is how you remind me. <laughs> yeah, it is chalk, but it had to. It had to go on here somewhere. So I appreciate you throwing it on your list there, Christian. I had to. I'm glad it didn't come up yet. Yeah, I'm. I'm Nickelback too. I have. I don't really have anything else to add. That was my number two All right. team there. And <laughs> let's just clean sweep the nickelbacks. Yeah. Pretty much covered it. Yeah. And look, <laughs> it's another one of those bands where if it comes on and me and my buddies are listening to it, you know, if it's on Spotify or we're just we've got the uh hinder Spotify radio going, we're all in on the joke, but we all kind of know what the score is. Nickelback number two cringy. Yeah, I mean, that's that's funny, right? Because there's this whole group and Hinder, Nickelback, they're all the ones rolling on the jukebox on a Friday night at Tri-City Lanes in Easley, South Carolina, back in the, I don't know. Yeah, this was the early 2000s to mid 2000s, which is kind of crazy to think about that. I felt, I mean, gosh, I guess that's just how old I am, but I thought this wasn't that long ago, but we're talking probably 20 years since some of their most critical success, and they're still putting albums out, guys. They put an album out last year. So just throwing that out there, if you're still interested, man, I'll tell you what's crazy is going to see Pearl Jam in September and the night before Pearl Jam plays Nickelback is in town playing. So, I mean, they're, they're obviously still got a a big following if they're can, if they're selling out big, big arenas, you going back to back, (laughs) (laughs) back to back Pearl Jam shows actually, but definitely no Nickelback. Listen, I, I got to pause for a second. So speaking of like randomness of bands from this era, you guys ever heard of the band Trapped? You know that yeah, song oh, Headstrong? Yeah. Oh, yes. yep. Well, I don't Head think people respect you- them. Right. Headstrong to take you on. You know, Echo, Stories. That first album was top notch. I actually have followed them. I haven't listened to some of their most recent stuff, but I actually followed them through many albums of the early to mid 2000s. And they are playing just down the street, a little bar called Tribbles off of 86 for their album release party in August. And I was like, how far do you fall from grace to literally play at a bar called Tribbles that I am afraid to go to because it's just literally (laughs) off the highway. I think there's like cornhole behind the barbed wire fence. But guys, that's just another one of these bands, just giving them a random shout out. So if you're you're not doing anything, fellas, I'll send you the link to Tribbles. Wow. (laughs) We should take a take a trip. I'm sure Colin's down. It's worth it. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, number two for me, man. In the middle of Garth Brooks' like heyday, he decides to go out and release an album under an alter ego. And so I'm going to go Chris Gaines at number two for Huge. me. Wow. Yeah. What, what a, a pick, How about man. that? They just. I was hoping nobody got it before. Is he I considered rock, I guess? Your, that, your that, list yeah. is stealing it right there. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It says it's, it says it was uh, it was rock. It was, that's what Wikipedia said. Uh, so but it must be true. Yeah. It must did be you true. actually think of that, or did you see that on a list? Because that's impressive if you just thought of that. No, I did think about it um, because I was trying to think of gimmicks is the, the, the vein in which I was thinking. And I was like, man, that was such a gimmick. You know, and it just flopped, right? And uh, honestly, I, I don't know that he really recovered from that uh, after that. You know, the backstory is uh, it was a fictional character that supposedly that was a pre soundtrack to a film called The Lamb. You know, here's the ironic thing his only 
Billboard Top 100 hit was a song from that album out of all, you know, out of his whole career. So Chris Gaines there, number two, the hair was just too much, man. Did you say Chip Gaines? He has an album. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Shout out Joanne. Joanne on the vocal. I would never offend yeah. him. We're, we're boys. <laughs> That's true. You would invite Listen, him man, to dinner. Yeah. You know yeah. what? What a call. And even Garth's become cringe. Right. Every interview. Right. Is Did you say Garth? Yes. He's <laughs> <laughs> he's getting emotional. He had this cringe like little promo video telethon thing the other day with with trisha yearwood basically begging people to make donations to ukraine you know and yeah his, what's he, next he's gonna tell me to drink bud light again i mean i'm not falling for it <laughs> you never know uh, man great call man great you call never know. i All feel right, like this hold on kevin I, I feel like just we have to do a psa for chris Gaines because i feel like our podcast has actually given Chris Gaines the most notoriety right. ever yeah. because this is not the first time we've talked about him. So I just no. want to, again, tease and piece of the alter ego that is Chris Gaines, but shout out as well. Shout out. All right, guys, coming in at number two, I'm staying away again from, from Nickelback. You know, while they are cringy and probably deserve to be on a top five list, I, I didn't throw them in there. Again, man, my, my definition or criteria of cringe is just when I hear them, or when I when I think of them, I'm I'm just completely just disgusted by the sound of their music. Okay. So I don't know if you remember this. Some people say this is like dance rock or electronic rock. Some people even say it's like a a post-grunge alt rock. I don't know. There's all kinds of um different rock genres out there, I guess now. But there's a British band called The Prodigy. Christian, I got a feeling you've heard of them, man. Oh, they still got absolutely, strong, man. They they still got a strong following on Spotify. Four million listeners per month, typically. Um, the lead singer passed away not too long ago, um, but they have since gotten a new lead guy. I think the, the original lead guy, Keith Flint, died back in 2019. But they got seven studio albums, got started back in 1990, 1989, something like that. But, man, they got two number one hits with Breathe and, and Fire Star, Breath and Firestarter. But, Christian, do you remember Do you remember oh, the video? Oh, yeah. That was 90s, like, I don't know what that was on, like a Jock Jam soundtrack. <laughs> no, it was right. on something that I definitely, know, I just remember my favorite song been on TLC. Smack My Chick Up. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I would. I remember, man. Say that. But that's my number two cringe band, The Prodigy. How about that? I mean, I have not thought of them in a long, long time. And, uh, but that is, that's interesting, man. You dug that skeleton up from the UK. I love that. Love that pit. All right, guys. Number one. All right. We did it. We did the impossible. Once again, we have gone from five. <laughs> to one and number one must be pretty daggone bad if i had nickelback at number two kevin got a question for you about how tall are you 5'11 Ooh, let's go with six feet i gotta sing a lyric hold me now i'm six feet from the edge and i'm thinking maybe six feet ain't so far down ladies and gentlemen it is none other than creed i couldn't do anything but sing the lyrics guys if you remember the late 90s early 2000s you got songs like can you take me higher if anybody remembers that cowboy all right what was it thanksgiving 
and Scott Staff is out there. It's like still a recurring video that right. we shared today <laughs> of him just going to town. And guys, I don't know if you've heard breaking news. They're back. Creed is back. They're putting out new music. They're going to be touring. Incredible, incredible. And again, I mean, like, it's one of those bands that, to me, was one of the first few that popped up, along with Nickelback, um, was one of those that's like, no, they had some good songs, but also one of those bands that, man, is it that they get super popular, and then you're like, the people that like these bands, other than you, are the people that you really don't want to be associated with. They're embarrassing. And so then you're like, I got to be embarrassed. They're super cringe, even though deep yes. down, my own prison is not being able to publicly like them. So coming in at number one, guys, it is none other than Creed. And I'm not talking about Michael B. Jordan. Man, Christian, <laughs> you stole my notes, man. You were copying <laughs> off my test. I got Creed at number one. Yes. I actually like Creed's music more than I like Nickelback's, but it is more difficult to admit it, I think. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's the music videos for me, man. The music videos, not only were all of these bands in this era kind of like a weird Robitussin dream, but the music videos <laughs> were even wilder. And Creed's, whoever was making theirs... I'll have whatever he or she was having, man. Creed right. was <laughs> Creed was putting some odd things on your screen on VH1 and MTV. But yeah, everything you just said, six feet, uh, take me higher. And now they're back after Scott Staff's been through hell and back, man. I really don't have much else to say about it. I think you covered it, Christian. But Creed, number one cringiest rock band of all time. But I think more people like the one and two on my list and yours than they will actually admit. There's a meme that just came out about this very thing. It was like, you know, when Nickelback comes on in public and you're around people and you like are making fun of them. But when they come on in the car, you're rolling the windows up and you're singing every lyric. You can't help but do it. No one's actually skipping it. I don't believe it. So uh, I think Creed falls in that category too. I love that. You just validated my pick. And I think you're absolutely right. Like you have to get to a critical level of success to be in a list like this. Like to me, I mean, I think it's actually, it's almost a silent nod of respect to these bands that they did what they did. And that the fact that they're crawling out of the woodwork, like a cockroach in Tallahassee right now is amazing. Shout out to Scott Staff, man. I'm I'm here for it. I might go to the tour. I don't know. Let's man, go there. Let's <laughs> make our escape. Come on, Kevin. Come on, Todd. West. Let's go. Let's go there. Man, I'm not trying to get sued by Scott Stapp. I know that he. Well, he is. He a would actually probably so. be interested in it. So I'm yeah, not. he would. He would be interested. <laughs> yep. You know, I liked Creed. Man, loved Hire. I thought that was a great, great song. And oh, I had yeah. to kind of keep that quiet too because. You know, Pearl Jam fans at the time thought that he was trying to, to trying to rip off like Eddie Vedder's like early ten days type type vocals, and you couldn't really admit it. But as as their music progressed, man, I got less and less interested for sure. But yeah, we all know those songs, man, and could sing right along to them. I, th I think Christian's really onto something with that idea that like it's more the people that began to like these bands that you didn't like. And so you had to not like them. You know what I mean? And and I think yeah. also, like, it just became popular to hate 
some of these bands. You know, it was, it was like the right. thing yeah. to do. And everybody yeah. just piled on. So absolutely, uh, yeah. You know, everybody at some point they they were so big. Like there were lots of people that liked them. Some for some reason, right? And uh, they didn't they didn't uh, sell all those records because they weren't popular, right? So hey, we'll never tell. We'll never tell. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Number one for me, man. This is my list, my criteria, right? So I guess I can do this. But I put any band that's still traveling when they're 60 and 70 years old, or I guess 80 Ooh. in this case, any of those bands, man, it just, you know, the great Def leopard, <laughs> the great athletes in our time are, are the ones that know when to hang it up, right? The, the bands that are the best know when to not put out that next album or not go on that final tour. And there's just a lot of, a lot of people out there touring that definitely shouldn't be. Now they're still raking in the cash, so I guess they're doing their thing. But the band, Eagles, <clears throat> right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, taking care of the grandkids, I guess. Any any band that's still out there in their sixties and seventies, eighties, nineties, even, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this shouldn't be. So hold on, on my, hold on. One on my list. Wait, wait. In classic Todd fashion, he takes the entire cast of College Game Day <laughs> at number one. <laughs> Shout out to Lee Gorso. Hey, you got, had to do it. Had to do it. I love it, Todd. You, you go Man, for it. You do you. That's a bit of a hot take right there. There's lots of good, I feel. Yeah, because yeah, like you, you say bands. 60s or did you say 70s? Because yeah, well, Anthony Kiedis of Red Hot Chili Peppers, man, was yeah. putting on a show at 60 or 61. So, Todd is 60 He's the, the new exception. 50. He is. He definitely sold his soul. <laughs> to squeeze. Um, all right, Christian, I appreciate exactly. that. Shout out. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out. All right, here we go, guys. Number one, completely off the grid. I don't know if you would see this on anybody's list, but all of their songs, mega hits, mega, mega hits. But golly, man, they all sound the same. They're a little beboppy. And guys, number one, we're going with Smash Mouth. Okay. Wow. Um, they're they're when they come on it just instantly puts me in like oh my gosh this music is such trash you it start whistling needed. right no, somebody once <laughs> i mean and you I said hits don't you mean hits i'm just kidding they've um, got a couple right yeah i'm they, a believer they, walking on the I mean, sun the chin, even the chin strap beard you know those videos yeah. Whoever the lead singer is, hold on, I got it written down here. Uh, he looks Steve like he was Harwell. on the Drew Carey show or something. He's just like a. <laughs> he does. Yeah. I uh, thought it Steve... was Drew Carey. <laughs> right. He looks like Drew Carey and Diedrich Bader had an illegitimate. The price cause. is right. Exactly. Guys, they they still get about nine million listeners a month on Spotify right now. But that's Steve close Harwell, to us. Lead singer. Yeah, because everyone's listening to the not Shrek quite. soundtrack. That's yeah, right. Exactly. That's not really fair. <laughs> Donkey. But he recently had to resign from the band. They got a new lead guy. I don't know what he what he sounds like, but hold on, uh, pro Kevin, probably was, sounds similar. <laughs> I was actually very worried. So when you talk about Smash Mouth, they came out around what ninety seven or something. A uh, lot of ninety four. No one listened to him until ninety seven. But a lot, right. a lot of bands that came out in that time period that I was worried, like a Sugar Ray. Actually, I can get down to some Sugar Ray, right? Mark McGrath. But there are a lot of bands that came out in that time period. It was actually like right before Creed and Nickelback and like all those bands. So, But they had their own cringe. It was almost like 
There's the elite upper echelon 90s bands, the Weezers, Pearl Jam, Smashing Pumpkins, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then there's this. Like, what is this? Is it, was it pop rock? Like, what do you, what do you even call it? I mean, like, I don't even want to call it alternative. I think that's a slap in the face, you know? I don't know. Just Diddy, Diddy Rock. But you know what I was afraid of? I thought where you were going with this, Kevin, and I was about to like come through the screen. I thought you were actually going to say Fallout Boy. Uh, no, because no. so you know they have some of the best you know pop punk albums of all time and then they have like two or three really terrible albums and now they came back with an extraordinary album so they're kind of back to me but I, that's where i thought i was i was gonna go i was like oh no don't make me do it but hey funny funny story about fallout boy so i i, I happen to listen to them almost every single day because Ace's favorite cartoon right now is spidey and his amazing friends and fallout and patrick boy stump right sings. yeah they do the theme they sing cool. the theme song. That's right. Hey, let me give you my list of of didn't quite make the cut. All right. We talked yeah. about Primus earlier. System of a Down. Oh, Alanis yeah. Morissette got, has some of the – Jagged Little Pill is an amazing album, but what's so cringe about her is how every single line ends with, uh, you know, that's cringy to me. Yeah, I don't know. Tool, Radiohead, Good Charlotte, Maroon Whoa, Radio, 5. Knock it off. Yeah. Arcade Fire. Shut 311, up. 311, Jane's Addiction, Creed. Cut it out. Offspring. Okay. Yeah, I the cut. All right. Uh, well, go. I got to give you some before they're all listed, Kevin, because you gave quite a few. I'm going to give a few of my cutting room floor. Buck Cherry. I don't know if you remember the song. Hey, you're a crazy chick. <laughs> they were terrible. How about the poor man's Nickelback, Three Doors Down? I'm here without course, yeah. you, baby. Oh, yeah. I mean, but call. they have some bangers. How about Daughtry, Mr. Chris Daughtry Daughtry is on my list. Uh, he's on the short list. Kid Rock. I love the guy. Loved his, his restaurant in uh, Nashville, if you will. But uh-huh. he is cringe. I'm a cowboy baby. Uh, how about Train? I can't stand train. I don't consider them rock. I just think they're terrible. Um, And one more here, guys. Okay, now this one was going to make my five, but it did not. And I don't know if I could say this, Kevin, so get your bleep button ready. It is the bare naked ladies. I guess, man, one week since you looked at me. (laughs) Like Cringe. one of the songs that I will still sing. I like I take it, I like I take it, I take it, I like the finance of the play. But like I think it is very embarrassing. I don't want to say their name. It's all been done, but there's two songs that I will jam out to, and that is Bare Naked Ladies. How about that? I like your I like your uh list. I had uh Shine Down was one of my oh that's a good ones. one, yeah. man. Yeah. And they actually had some songs that I would skip that I don't like. And they tried to cover Simple Man by yes, Leonard Skinner, and I will listen to that. It, yeah. Leonard, Simple Man is probably my favorite song of all time, and I just couldn't believe that anyone would try to cover it. Like, imagine somebody trying to cover Freebird and, and actually put it like on everyone. Album. It hey, just doesn't feel right. Wes, I got one for you, because I would have agreed with you, okay? But Kings of Leon with Chris Stapleton in Nashville – did simple man justice well, check it out on that's YouTube. fine that you're okay with that okay yeah yeah like covering they're not making song, it their song they're just covering it in concert right yeah when you're covering it live i think that that's that's kind okay of expected almost is yeah you know that's fun but like trying to put it on an album and they did an acoustic version and a rock version and like, it got radio play it became a hit on yeah, like y'all modern rock to, skinner doesn't need your help so right. i didn't like that uh i had uh daughtry nice um 
Crossfade is one that one of my buddies texted me. I'd never heard of them. Looking they, back at me. They've got one song, Cold, and I love it. That was that was that was one that I guess makes honorable mention, but it's not my honorable mention. It's one of my friends. And then Fuel is another one they texted me, but mm. I kind of like some of Fuel songs I like too. Fuel. So I used to it calls like me from the cold shimmer fuel or hemorrhage in my hands. Hem- hemorrhage, yeah. yep. <laughs> so good. And Shimmer may be one of like a top 15, 20, 90s track for me. I don't know. That's a good one. Stuff, man. Yeah, still kind of in that era. So it kind of gets lumped in. Like uh, Bush gets lumped in there too. I don't see how. Yeah, I saw Bush on some list. I was really surprised. Maybe it's because they're, you know, some of their later albums were completely trash compared to but you know who else loves bush shout out to colin george w that is shout out shout out <laughs> we didn't me, think you knew more than five bands todd we were just gonna skip you <laughs> i didn't i didn't i just pulled these off a list no yeah. i uh i went with uh grateful dead and then the poor man's grateful dead fish oh look dilworth just got offended he's rolling in his bed in liberty well, right now yeah yeah and then uh daltrey was on there man just like horrible yeah that one banger right i'm coming yeah. home yeah yeah that was, was okay he was i good used to on sing that when i was coming on home. american Idol, oh sure yeah. i loved mm-hmm. it because he looked like todd right <laughs> <laughs> with with the chin strap with mutton chops and, a chin strap. and then somebody Absolutely. said hey why don't you try to sound more like creed <laughs> right <laughs> and totally redeem yourself and make everything sound <laughs> exactly the same every song yes. right right bangers well man hey listen that was fun definitely cringeworthy all of these bands wes what a list man three out of your five were actually repeats so i mean i think you you definitely have a valid list of cringeworthy rock bands sure yeah i think that means i get 60 percent of the ad revenue from the show yeah absolutely we got that coming your Carry way the two. I yeah and saying that in the rules <laughs> just text me your venmo yeah i'll send, I'll send right you the over. fine print you know what we can do is we just send you a t-shirt and a sticker <laughs> uh no this was this was fun i started ranking things on twitter just randomly a couple weeks ago and i don't know how long i'm gonna do it but i'm glad that y'all reached out when you saw that i ranked i believe my top five fruits it's just crazy how people have so many hot takes on Twitter specifically. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you, you say top five, whatever things, and then you'll have people come in and they'll say, oh, why didn't you put, you know, uh, oranges on your list? I'm like, I don't hate oranges. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just not my top five. Like, oh, you hate oranges. No. Right. Like, Well, it's almost like they want you to put the universal five instead of your own. And I think like that's where this show we've said, you know, we've been doing this for almost three years now. And we might have started saying, you know what, we got to go talk. You know, people want to know what the five are. And then we said, no, 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 no. We all have our own criteria. You know, you can like apricots if you want to, Todd. That's okay. I can pick Bubba Watson to win the Masters if I want to, right? I mean, some of us don't even know the rules of what we're ranking from night to night, you know? So, yeah, Bubba Watson, he's going to win the Masters. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's fun yeah. to talk about people's ranking lists. And uh, in the sport I cover, college football, I think the college football playoff committee is on to something with that because they've turned an entire show into it, and y'all have too. So I applaud it. 
That's right. And we actually get more listeners, more viewers, all that good stuff yeah. on on ours. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, just Todd's to let you know, if you, so. if you missed <laughs> if you missed Wes's top five fruits, he had number one banana, number two peach, number three watermelon, number four mango. That's a little it's a little off the grid pick there. And number five, blackberry. I will say, Wes, that your number two peach is my number two and your number three watermelon would be my number one so mm. uh, we share two out of the first three man yeah i thought i mean you can make a whole nother show out of this i love watermelon <laughs> and we that's will that's all you need during the summer man <laughs> yeah i just feel like it's shelf life it 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 has a shorter window i think yeah, you got to smash that thing pretty here's quick. What, here's yeah. what I will say, though, to your peach, okay? So, like, you've been to the Masters, the, the peach ice cream sandwich. Like, yeah, they got you rid can of make they tragedy. Did. That's a tragedy. Well, I will never go back because I will never get a ticket. Exactly. But, but here's the deal is <laughs> no one we... want to ever go back. Now. No, no, exactly. And that's the only reason I went. But you don't ever see watermelon ice cream sandwiches. You know, like, there's something to be said about a fruit that can be turned into multiple desserts, right? Yeah, cookout like, does a uh now they do cook, cookout I've does a watermelon milkshake, which is a different is refreshing? Kind of flavor. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. I don't know. Never we'll have to give it, it a try. Top five cookout milkshakes. Oh I'll taste test those bad boys. I could yeah. do that. Yeah. Banana yeah. at number one, it just it's just so versatile. I mean, I I put it on peanut butter sandwich. I freeze it and my kid likes it like it's it's like ice cream at that point it's got a really nice uh ice cream like consistency when you got a frozen banana and do banana bread yeah i don't know banana Just, pudding or nanner nanner pudding something name so. another fruit that has a nickname like a banana nanner you know <laughs> you can't wa- it doesn't exist wa- nah, no watermelon nah it don't cocoa melon Little oh my gosh cantaloupe there we go there we go can't hey, i at, yeah so our top five fruits are definitely going to be ranked here in the near future for sure yeah but hey it. wes it's our pleasure man to to have you on this week we really appreciate you joining us tell everybody where they can find you on social media my my name is wes blankenship but my twitter and instagram handles are wes underscore the letter n and the word ship so it looks like it says Wes Blankenship, uh, oh, but you clever, can just search clever. for me either way. Ah. I like and it. then Coffee Town is at Go Coffee Town for all the high school sports stories that you love. Uh, invite you to submit your own. I kind of do like a drunk history style reading of people's crazy high school stories that they had from their sporting years, and uh, people enjoy those. They're pretty funny. And at Dogs HQ, D A W G S HQ, we do a show there. If you're a Georgia fan, every Sunday and Wednesday at 8:30 p.m. live on our YouTube channel, and that also becomes a podcast episode as well. So a lot of options for you to pick from. Absolutely. Love well, that. we Listen, appreciate it, yeah, man. You'll, you'll, you'll be you. a friend of the pod, and. Um, yeah, man, we look forward to seeing the dogs play this year. Obviously, we're Clemson fans, so we'll be pulling hard for our Tigers. But I know George is going to be right back in the thick of it, and you'll be right there covering it, man. So 
we'll definitely hit you up on social media and uh, maybe we'll have you on again. Look forward to it. Thank you, fellas. Yes, sir. Thank you, Wes. Hey. Appreciate it, yeah, man. brother. Yep. Have a good night. Peace. You too. See you. Thank you once again for listening to the Power 5 Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a shout out at the Power 5 Pod. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can also send us an email at thepower5pod at gmail.com. And uh, we look forward to doing it again next week. We appreciate you. Take a night, Kevin.